Hello everybody and welcome to Overtime, your weekly source for all things Overwatch. I'm your host Jacob Hujik and with me today is Brandon Williams. Oh, I'm glad we got through that intro. And Taylor Severn. Jake the Rake. That was, what, five minutes of me just trying to, to say hello? Five minutes <laughs> is generous. Don't worry, I, I, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure everyone will, will hear all my flubbed lines at the end of the episode. But we have a full one today. Okay, maybe not so full. I'm lying. But there's a little bit of news. There's a little bit of, of, of breaking Why do you always like, say the opposite of what's going to happen in the podcast? Because I got, I got to lead them in with high anticipation and then just let the floor drop out from under them. I, I, I feel you are very sarcastic when doing <laughs> the intros. In this week's episode, we will be covering um, Metzen might be retiring. Um, there have been some itty-bitty patch notes. Uh, we'll do our report on the console free weekend, and we'll be covering May, uh, Widowmaker, not May, Widowmaker. So, before we get into that, how have your guys' games been going since last week? Uh, my friend just bought Overwatch because he just got a Windows computer, and we've been playing, and that's been, uh, you know, sporadic quality. <laughs> I tried Anna um, for so the first time. With, like, Ooh. they were on the payload, and I was like, well, we already lost, so I'm just going to be Anna. <laughs> and uh, we held it. Turn around? Yes! <laughs> That's awesome. We had, like, uh, Winston in the front, and just a Mercy and me just constantly healing him. They couldn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what about your friend? What uh, First of all, what um, was his experience with um, Overwatch, like, at all? And uh, what characters did he play? Uh, this isn't his first time playing Overwatch. He would, um, yeah, he, he would sometimes play Overwatch, uh, without, uh, on, not on his account. Okay. Yeah. So he, he had a little bit of experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. alrighty. He's well, a lot like characters? me. He likes Trolls characters. Oh. Uh, he likes Tracer, May, Mercy, and, and I can agree with that except for Mercy. That's... Can't win them all. Alrighty. Um, uh, Brandon, what about you? Uh, they haven't been that bad. Um, I really didn't play much last week. Uh, pretty busy with work. Mm -hmm. But I did get a chance to jump into a couple games on the console. Yes. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Fine, but... I won't talk about it now. Well, fine. Talk about it now. I guess I should... No, no, no. No, no. You no, brought it up. Fine. You brought no, no, it up. no. It, it's a part of the podcast it's in the notes that we talk about yeah. it later we have to have structure jacob come on it's also the one thing marked that brandon says <laughs> well i mean if it was right at the beginning it'd be easier for me to cut out um but yeah the big kind of breaking news story that's happening as we speak well maybe a couple hours ago is the fact that chris metzen one of the big names at blizzard um is retiring this was yesterday yeah a couple, Not a couple hours, hours ago, hours ago. <laughs> also, I like how at the beginning of the show you did it like a news section and it's like, his medicine retiring? Find out later in the episode. And it's like, I imagine anybody, m most people who listen to this are in the know. And yeah, Metzen's retiring. He, he said the other day he's retiring. He did a long form post about it. Uh, I recommend if you've played Blizzard games, you should find that forum post. And if Jacob can make it easier for you to find it, I urge him to do that. I will post them in the show notes. Don't you worry. I have no I idea if those you. notes ever get to the audience because I never look at this podcast once we're done recording. <laughs> I show so, up sometimes talk, before we record, and I'm done. That's where this this ends. Much like. Metzen ending his time at Blizzard. Nice and, and it that's not a recovery. That's a transition. And um it's it, it's a big blow to Blizzard and it's an end of an era. It really is. I mean, he's kind of been the driving force for a lot of um at least the stories behind many of these games and a huge creative influence at the company. Um in his like, uh, post, 
uh, he talked about how he was inspired by playing Dungeons and Dragons with his friends, and someone like brought up like, for the past twenty three years, he's been our dungeon master. He's been our DM. That's, that's a, a deep. Yeah, that's a really good uh, way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, and uh, you had uh, like a couple of the games he's uh, been on was it was pretty extensive. Like there was Warcraft two, three. I think he's had a finger in every blizzard game pretty much that sounded a bit weirder than i wanted Gross. it to i was doing going <laughs> off the phrase like put a finger in every pie but i didn't want to talk about blizzard's pies it was it was it was almost there you almost had it well that but uh, i like to think that's all me i almost have it um but yeah like uh warcraft 3 um was kind of Metzen was the creative director on that, and uh, he like that game goes down as one of the best games that Blizzard has ever produced. One of the best games, like just in general, and he was one of the driving forces behind it. And he um, was the source of most of the story, as far as I understand. Um, and he also did a lot of the early work for uh, World of Warcraft, and not so early work. I mean, that game's been going on for ten years, but uh, he also did. Um, Diablo 2 and Diablo. So, like, he... It's quite extensive. Yeah. Uh, and uh, relating back to Overwatch, his comic book about a um, vigilante superhuman uh, was kind of used as the backstory for um, Soldier 76. Um, and with um, Overwatch kind of spawning from Titan, uh, they would have taken some of what I was assume is his work from that game as well. So his, like you said, fingers in a lot of pies. Uh, so we're, we're kind of sad to see him go, but he's been there, what, 20, 23 years, I think we, uh, it was? Yeah, 23 yeah. years. So uh, now he's not moving to another company, right? He's retiring? He's, he's retiring. retiring. He wants to spend time with his family and more power to him. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I would love to retire at his age. <laughs> that's awesome for him, but uh, he deserves it. He's been he's been providing me entertainment for yeah most and, of my life. So, and he's not going away fully uh, because because he's had so many fingers and so many things. He's done a lot of voice work for Blizzard games, and he has stated at least for one character he will come back to voice that character if need be. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny to, to think of a time when Blizzard wasn't this huge behemoth that uh, can afford voice acting. Um, because uh, not so long ago, they were just use, shouting down the hall when they were working on a character, Hey, Metzen, you want to voice this orc? And he said yes, and now we have Thrall. I like to think it was more like, what do you think he should sound like? And then he does the voice, and it's like, yeah, what that's is? exactly how he should sound like. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. You're hired. <laughs> I'm already hired. <laughs> oh boy, but yeah. So that's um, unfortunate for Blizzard, but uh, good for Metzen, and hopefully they can find another talented uh, artist, writer, whatever you want to call him, another talented person that they can uh, fill his shoes with. Um, yeah, you can fill his pies with. <laughs> round it back. Just double down. Very, very thick fingers. Double down really wide results. holes in those pies. This is getting weird. Okay, this there was... needs to stop. <laughs> Just... Like I, I think that was Jacob that made it weird. Just warm pies. No, the uh, patch fingers. notes. There was patch notes out for uh, Overwatch, the game we were talking about. Um, and they weren't super extensive. There were some pretty minor things, mostly bug fixes. But the couple things that I want to mention about them. Um, was the fact that uh, Mercy's Res is going to be showing up as play of the game less often. They're going to changing, be changing how they weigh um, her ultimate and, and how she gets those reses um, so that it doesn't show up quite as often. Because I, I have noticed that uh, every time I play Mercy and every time um, Marcine plays Mercy, uh, if she reses like two or three people and then shoots somebody, it's play of the game. And, so there was definitely something wonky going on there. And, and like, I'm fine with that, because, like, those are our big moments, but they're usually kind of the same -y kind of moments. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no doubt Rez's are, like, generally, like, oh, yeah, we killed everyone. Oh, no, they, they all got back up. But, yeah, that's a pretty big moment. But this was, just, like, in the middle of a match. She just happened to get a res. And uh, that was it. <laughs> like, it, was, it wasn't that exciting. Like, I, I kept noticing that particular trend. Um, obviously, hopefully, they got the balance right. And it's if those big moments will, will uh, stay there. Uh, this is their slow nerf to slowly remove Mercy from the game. They realize she's a mistake, and they're just slowly cutting her out of the game. So the, uh, those those previous uh, buffs aside, they were just like a distraction. They will be patched out slowly over the course of the next six months a until she's just outright removed from the game. No, uh, until she just she just has her pistol. She doesn't heal. It's just her pistol. Well, I, I like to think Blizzard goes through a no mercy strategy. It just removes mercy. <laughs> oh, that that would be a great um, that would be a great brawl. Uh, call it no mercy, and you can't pick any of the sports. Uh, so quick play. So quick play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that wasn't the only change that happened in the patch notes. Um, one, uh, though minor, still very significant change, was that the payload on Echenwald will be moving faster now. Um, so once you capture that first point, that uh, that truck's going to get... Or not that truck, that ram is going to be uh, trucking along, was what I was trying to say there. It's got lickety speed. So obviously the uh, attackers were a little bit of a disadvantage on that map, and they're trying to boost it. Um, it will, um, I know a couple really good choke points on that map. I'm sure you're all aware of them now, if you've played it a couple times. Um, so yeah, I, I would hope that the, the payload speed increase will help the attackers get through those, those points, because they can be, they can be quite tough. Right before you get on the bridge, and right after the bridge is, is a little tricky. Um, the last change of note is that, um... In competitive mode, once you complete a round, it will now say match complete instead of round complete. Which was a, a nice touch. Grammar. But beyond that, the devs released a video talking about bandwidth again. Um, if you guys watched the last one, that's where they used the Farah stickers on a, a cup to kind of explain how latency and, and the server um, interacts with um, your gameplay experience. And I won't go into too big a detail on it, just because they do a very good job of explaining it, and they also have the virtue of being on a visual medium as well as audio to explain this fairly complex thing. Um, but uh, basically, what they've introduced is um, a high bandwidth mode that is not opt-in. It kind of just happens. Um, the game will detect whether your internet speed can support this high bandwidth. Um, and it will obviously take in more and it'll update your game quicker and that means that the um, latency between what your opponents are doing, what you're doing, and what the server is actually reading, which is a midpoint midpoint between those other two, will be decreased. So there'll be less, um, what you'll notice is being, you'll be shot through walls less often, you'll be uh, Ryan uh, Roadhog hooked um, around a corner less often uh, if you have good internet. Um, if, uh, if your internet is on the not-so-good side, it will kind of be just like it was automatically. The, the game will read your internet speed and say, okay, his is you know, a, a little bit less, so we'll, we'll keep him on the slower side. Um, they uh, were talking about interpolation, which is what the server thinks comparing both of, both of the players. And it will kind of increase the gap between you two. Uh, so you, the middle point where the server is is going to obviously be somewhere in the middle. Um, which might lead to more of those, again, being shot around corners. Um, but this is good. This is, a, I think, a very... I'm sure this took a lot of technical know-how to, to bring about. Like, uh, they've been working on this for... close to... since when the game released. Uh, this was obviously something that the community really wanted. Um, so it's exciting to see that they came up with something where it's just like... they don't have to split the community at all. It's just like, your internet's good, really good, here, the game will be faster for you. If you're playing uh, at a LAN uh, or some other kind of event that can support these um, high bandwidth speeds, 
there you go. It's, it's right there. You don't need to change anything. And, you know, if you're playing with a friend who's a little slower or, or, or what have you, uh, it'll kind of adjust on the fly uh, for that player, which is, I think, a perfect solution to this. Uh, yeah, they talked about uh, that some... The reason why some things were slow to release was because, like, they had to put a bit more dev work into the high bandwidth. It probably cost an entire raid tier, and so that's why we didn't get that. Yeah, this is, again, this is something they've been working on uh, a lot. This this came ahead of, uh, I believe we covered it earlier, this came ahead of um, play of the game improvements. Replays. Um, replays, yeah, which, which I think replays is another really big feature that the community kind of wants. If not for the casual player, but definitely the competitive scene and the streaming scene, so that you can watch and analyze replays, uh, submit them to streamers for review, which I know is very popular in many other Blizzard games. Um, so Those I would Diablo like to Three replays, it's beautiful. Well, you know, because you need it to, uh, when you're playing uh, PvP in Diablo Three, right? Exactly. <laughs> also, the, the sick ass. I don't appreciate Belial. all the Diablo Three. Answer. Uh, just wait till Blizzcon. Bryn, have you uh, have you played Diablo three recently? Because I know of of the three of us, you were definitely the most invested in Diablo three. Played on the weekend. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> I I don't think it's a bad game. Just that's a that's a discussion for another time. Well, speaking of not what in you this did podcast on the weekend, Brandon, how was your weekend? It was great. I uh, I decided to jump on the free weekend for Overwatch on the consoles. Well, specifically Xbox One. Mm. I'm not hating on PS4 or anything. I just don't have one. It's expensive to own both. It's very expensive to own both, plus a gaming PC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I try not to, uh, you know, dig myself a hole. Anyway, Brandon works. Speaking most of weeks. digging a hole. Exactly. <laughs> most weeks. Speaking it's of digging a hole. <laughs> about this whole thing uh, <laughs> god damn it all of you someone confiscate that shovel anyways <laughs> so overwatch on consoles it is in my opinion not a console game i'm gonna say it it's not i don't like it what, what, stick oh, to pc the, the game itself isn't suited to consoles no i mean sure but no it's just do you, do you have fe- some gripes with it. Do you it's feel it's Overwatch. an Overwatch thing or a shooter thing? No, it's well to give it's our almost viewers, an Overwatch thing. It, to give our viewers like, some background, Brandon is very experienced with console shooters. I mean, he he loves Halo and and, and lots of other console shooters, right? He feels Halo, like shooting Destiny, his Cod, console all the time. You know. He yeah, Brandon is actually FPS Russia. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been there, met him. No, not really. <laughs> want to but anyways um yeah i have a lot of experience with shooters and this like okay i play it on pc mm-hmm. with mouse and keyboard okay. i don't use a controller i'm completely against it because just you have so much more range of motion with the mouse than you do a keyboard and i kind of forgot about that going into the console <laughs> i just picked up the controller and i'm like oh this is different <laughs> And, uh, I don't know, like, it just, it feels really tanky on a controller. Like, I had to max the sensitivity out, which I normally do on any shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, like, I mean, you just don't have that range of motion that you do on PC, and it bothers me. Uh, have you played um, other games on consoles and on PC? I have. I have Halo. I have well, Halo One, mm-hmm. but that's uh, that's a long time ago. And Call um, of Duty. Call of Duty as well. Yeah. Hey. I can't think of anything recently. And you didn't feel these problems with those? Um, maybe. I mean, I wasn't as adept as I am now. You know, mm-hmm. much wiser and more experienced. Older. Older. Yes. Thank you for that. Um. But yeah, like I didn't really experience it back then, but I I can definitely say that, like, I'm just I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say anymore. <laughs> well, also I... there's some key points that I wanted to put out there, like the latency, the controller. Yeah. Um. So like, 
from the time you use an ability on the controller to when it actually happens in game is very noticeable. Mm. Oh, especially coming from like PC to console, it's it's there. Like I, I'm usually not one for latency, but uh, but but it's there. It's noticeable, and I just did not like that. Especially when you're trying to play a tank like Zarya and you're trying to throw shields out there. Yeah, you need that like split second. You need that split second, yeah. It, it can it can make or break. Um, another thing are the controller, like the, the default controller option. Characters. Um, every character has like a different setup, almost. And I find that I, I would have to go in and like switch it almost every match when I was trying to use different characters. You That's mean like their abilities? Like hot swapping, uh, yeah, hot swapping keys and stuff. The control. Really? So like their their abilities, like normally, the, let's say the ability is bound to. Uh, it, like it's e. it's kind of the same, but like here and there, it's different for each character. Like in uh, normal Overwatch, you are able to go into the options and by character change your key bindings for PC as well. But that's just not default, which I think yeah, is a I good mean, thing. I just never really bothered on PC. Like it just feels, feels good, on PC. Like, all the controls are right there at your fingertips. Like minimal movement with your finger to get the right buttons. Yeah, it was just it was just different using a controller. Like I've never used the controller on Overwatch at all, so I had no experience picking it up on the console. Um, now, did you notice um, the prevalence of different characters, or that certain characters were easier or harder to play on console versus the PC? No, I found characters were harder to play on on the console. Yeah, just because of the yeah, just because of the movement restrictions. Like, you just, like I was saying, your range of motion on a, on a PC is mountains higher than on a console. Did you um, notice a lot of uh, Torbjorn play? I. Didn't actually. Okay. There was not a lot of Torb. There was a lot of Bastion play. Hmm. A lot of Bastion play. More than way more than PC. Um a lot of a lot of Mercy. Not so now, much Lucio. A lot of Zen. A lot of Zenyatta. Oh yeah, okay. Because I was I was yeah. gonna say that like because you're just starting out on the console version, it might have put you up against uh, more inexperienced <laughs> players who are more likely <laughs> to use characters like Mercy and, and Bastion. Not that Mercy and Bastion are bad, just Newer characters tend to gravitate towards them because they're well, easy to use. Funny story about that. <laughs> it it did do that. Ah. <laughs> and uh, I had I have some friends who are pretty uh, pretty experienced at Overwatch on the console. Mm -hmm. So uh, I jumped in with them to play some games. And wow, it threw us into a game with like all level fives and sixes at first. And I didn't really realize this until the end of the game. But man, I felt really, really bad. Like it, it was just utter disappointment. Six people are not going to buy Overwatch now. <laughs> no, that's that's it's true. We we just destroyed six people's mornings. <laughs> more than that, actually. It was just, it was more than one game. But um, yeah. So like after a couple hours of play, it finally decided to put us into like better games, going up against people that are like 69 with a star. And uh, and higher levels like that, like like prestige characters or whatever, and high level um, non prestige. Alrighty. I don't know what they what do they call that with the star? Is it everyone just calls not it prestige. prestige? Yeah, I just say that because of my Call of Duty. Yeah, Every, that's what everyone calls it. So that's what I've chosen to call it as well. Yeah, but when I got into games like that, they were they were much more fair, and it just felt like playing uh, playing. Not very good quick play games on PC, yeah. I feel right. like the skill level on PC is much higher than on Xbox. Well, I feel like, like it's easier to translate your skills through the uh, PC controls, right? Yeah, there's a lot of people that were just really not good on <laughs> Xbox. And I mean, like, and I'm saying that after we got into better games, like, hmm. experienced players. I just, I, I couldn't understand it. Like, people didn't even know how to use some of the characters. I mean, if you want to get a little deeper on the issue, it might just be because, like, if you're sitting down on your computer to play a video game, you're sitting down to play a video game. If you're going to play on a console, like, you might just be on the couch, you have some snacks, a drink, 
Uh, and you're just like, oh, you, you're you're la- you're laying back and you're playing. Like you might not be as like involved in it. Whereas Wait, if you Jacob, sat are down you saying you're not leaning back with snacks and drinks right now? To play yeah, a game, I mean, actually. You are doing everything wrong. I mean, I'm not wearing pants, but uh, like I know you come I'm from not competitive StarCraft, but dude, have a brewski. <laughs> Lean forward, lean forward into the into the computer. That's how that's how you play on. PC. You make it VR by putting your face on the screen. Yeah, through it yeah. if I can. And then you take like cardboard boxes around your head, and then you're like totally immersed, man. Among other things. <laughs> Among other things. Um, yep. Now to kind of substantiate what you're saying, it it sounds like a lot of what you were having problems with on the console version is what console players have been complaining about specifically about Overwatch. It seems that beyond your issues with um, the transition from PC to console, uh, experienced console players who don't play on PC have noticed that this game, compared to other shooters, is a little rough around the edges, um, especially at launch. Blizzard has been releasing patches to try and fix these issues, um, but just the uh, the sensitivity on the controller, uh, the aim assist, and and just the smoothness of how your ca- um, camera moves around um, when you're using the joysticks isn't as good as um, other games. And now this is, I mean, it's it's fairly obvious to me why that is. I mean, Blizzard doesn't generally make console games. I mean, you can you can name their console games recent console games on one hand. It was Starcraft 64 and Diablo, yeah, Diablo 3. Two, three. Yep. Um, and whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, 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 uh. Let's not forget about Diablo 1 on PlayStation. That was a thing? Also, if we're going back it to Starcraft not. 64, Wait. then you also have to go to back to like Rock and Roll Racing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Rock and Roll Racing, and I think Lost Vikings were also on console. But I, I meant more saying, recent games. Are you saying you never played Diablo 1 on PlayStation? I didn't own a PlayStation. I mean, okay, hold on. This I know what you're going to be doing after Wings tomorrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, the... Or they it, just it cancel it like... indefinitely. What? Don't mind me, I'm mourning. <laughs> Ghosts? Oh, I get you. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I, I think that Blizzard is just kind of... it's has teething issues with developing a, a shooter for console. Um, it, it's not as experienced like a, uh, a Call of Duty, which is surprising considering like Blizzard is owned, um, or Blizzard is part of the same company as Activision. They're actually, Blizzard Activision is the, is the co- uh, company as a whole. Well, it's not um, like they share employees. And yeah, it, it is very apparent to me that, that they are very separate, even though they're part of the same entity they keep themselves as separate as possible. And I think that's more Blizzard's kind of way of doing it. Like, they know that they know what they're doing and they kind of try and... Or at least they think they know what they're doing all the time. So they, they keep themselves uh, kind of isolated from the Activision side. Yeah, and they can just be like, hey, you five, go make a fun game. And they were like, here's a card game. Cool. Here's a card game. Millions of people are playing it every day. How'd that happen? I don't know, but there's an eSport thing now. I don't understand it. But yeah, I, I think... Uh, was there anything else you wanted to mention about the consoles? Because that, that pretty much wraps it up. It, it was fun. I know that lots of people who've tried it are now very interested in buying it, so I think it worked really well for Blizzard. I mean, the whole point of this was so that more console players are exposed to it and go, oh, this is actually kind of fun. Um, and problems aside, people have been well enjoying it. Um, there have been lots of reports of people saying like, oh, like I, I hadn't really heard of Overwatch much. I tried it out the free beta because my friend was saying like, oh, go, 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 go check it out. And it was actually pretty fun. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. Um, and the reason why this didn't show up on PC was because this is their primary market. They don't have to make um, people aware of Overwatch. PC players are very aware of Overwatch. Um, it's the console where they kind of want to make more inroads every person that yeah. plays a pc game plays overwatch it's a fact i uh i agree with what they're doing i mean i can't disprove I, I it i like it but um i mean i i did have fun i can agree with that it was 
definitely a fun, uh, fun couple games that I played. That's that's but, good. Because I have it for PC already. Not gonna make you switch. I'm not. I'm not inclined to buy it on console. As much as I want to support Blizzard and buy another copy of the game that I already own, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, maybe the PS4 version will be good. Maybe you should just buy that. Maybe the PlayStation 1 version will be good. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty, I think that's a good way uh, place to wrap that conversation up. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about, or...? On Reddit, someone posted a really nice Reddit post. Oh yeah, there was a um, someone by the name of. Let me just bring it up here. We're prepared. Uh, Zippiness, Zippiness. That's how I'm going to choose to pronounce that. Um, <laughs> had made a, an actually fairly informative guide. Well, not guide, but um, list of different tricks uh, for the different characters in the game. Uh, we're not going to go into the list extensively or, or even at all, but. I will link it in the show notes. Uh, were there any of these that uh, kind of jumped out at you guys? Because uh, I know we've personally mentioned some of these on the show. Um, like being able to turn Maze Wall around and, and, and using certain characters' movement abilities to get over otherwise impossible gaps. Um, was there anything else that stuck out to you guys? No, but I'm also a fairly informed person because I do this podcast. So That is true. We do have an unfair advantage. Also, I play the game, and so just by playing the game, I know these things. <laughs> and you learn things. Yeah! Yeah! Because knowledge is something. So, get off the subreddit and play the game, is what we're saying. Um, so yeah, we will link that again in the show notes if you want to check those out. I encourage you to do so, because some of those will actually really help you improve your game. If you don't um, and know you can... them. And, uh, if you don't want to read, then just keep listening to this podcast, because... We will go over many of those. Uh, I cannot wait till we get to the Zarya episode because I have lots of tips and tricks. I think Zarya might be my best character. Zarya is um, my favorite character, also my best character. So that's gonna be. She's a fun just one. Oh, man. Her her abilities are just so like useful <laughs> and better in a MOBA setting than a shooter setting. Oh, I want her day. in heroes so badly. Reading the day that they nerf. <laughs> I. I don't know. I don't, think it, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I don't know. Anytime soon. It'll I, happen. I think Zarya will nerf you. <laughs> I like what you did there. Thank you. My favorite voice line from her is... Uh... Oh. Oh. What? We're, we're, you're back. Don't worry about it. You, you cut oh. out. Okay, you're okay. saying your favorite Zarya voice line is... Oh, and then I cut out? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> Excellent timing. Hey, that was a good voice line. Oh, uh, that wasn't it. But it's the one uh, when when, you're, when she's like, "Oh, in Soviet Russia, games play you." Yeah. <laughs> They're Thanks aware. In Soviet Russia, patches nerf you. Alrighty. Um. Well, in overtime, we talk about characters. So, what character are we talking about this week, Jacob? In this week's episode of Overtime, we'll be discussing. Widowmaker. Widowmaker. My favorite sniper. Come um, on, Anna. Best best. No, I know I like I like Anna. I really, really do. But just when you're when you're in the right zone with Widowmaker, you're just like pow, 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 pow. It feels good. Um but before good we get man. into those gameplay aspects of the character, why not uh have Taylor enlighten us uh about Widowmaker's backstory? Thank you. So, Widowmaker was married to some guy. He was part of Overwatch. He had a name. He'll probably come back as a zombie and be a playable character someday. But I kind of spoiled it already because she gets captured by evil, not Talon. And then uh, they save her. And she's kind of mad because they didn't save her enough in time. And they had the worst breakup ever. And she got a divorce. And she killed him. That was the breakup. <laughs> And she left a note. A bullet. Uh, She left a note on him, and it said, "We are never, ever, ever getting back together, because you're dead." (laughs) And now she just shoots people for a living. She's never felt more alive, I guess. 
Yes. Widowmaker is the wife of a former Overwatch agent. Uh, we, it has not been revealed who. Um, no, I'm assuming... No, we know his name. Oh, we do? Yes. Um, Are you sure it's not a girl? Do you know what their name is? Okay, I remember he, that his name was because people kept saying, like, oh, he this character should be the next playable character. I was like, who the hell is that? And the, then I looked it up, and it's like, oh, it's Widowmaker's husband. Who died? But he's dirt. So zombie playable character who summons zombies? Come on, Necrobancer Overwatch character. Oh. I thought you'd be behind this. Listen, they already have a dwarf. <laughs> I'm totally down with a Necromancer. Uh, his name was Gerard Lecrox. Um, he was an Overwatch agent spearheading operations against Talon. Uh, and so basically, Talon, in revenge, uh, kidnapped his wife, um, not mind-controlled. Um, Sleeper agent. Brainwashed. Uh, brainwashed her, and um, when they kind of let her be rescued, and once she was rescued, she killed her husband, and she's now a uh, cold-blooded killer, assassin. That works Literally, because they slowed her blood, and that's why she's blue. Yes, exactly. So um, her her blood is pumping slower through her body, um, and they actually kind of use a, like a almost dopamine release esque system, um, where if she's in a combat situation where she's killing, basically, um, she feels um, her blood like rush more, and it, it, it's a uh, like a fights off that rigor mortis. It's a, a it's a good job. You're killing people for us, kind of kind of situation. Um, now she has had lots of uh, different engagements with many of the cast of Overwatch. Um, most notably, Tracer uh, in the uh, Alive animated short, which I think we've discussed is probably the best one. It's definitely my favorite, um, where she killed Mendata. Uh, leader of the Omnic uh, movement. Is this name Mandata? That's Mandata. Mandata. It's not, it's not Mandata. It's <laughs> he's not Lore. Mandata. Um, Man. So she killed him, and she also shot out Anna's eye. Right through the scope. Right through the eyeball. Um. So yeah, she's had. She's been all over the globe. She's. Killed, as far as we know, a lot of very important people, and she might be one of the main reasons for the second Omnic Crisis, especially with the killing of Mondato, which I believe was one of the major factors in sparking that whole deal. Um, but that's that's pretty much it. We're, we're kind of waiting to see more from her. I think she's definitely the coolest of the two Talon um, characters. She's my favorite. I, and we don't know, maybe Lucio's Talon. <laughs> we don't know every character's full backstory but of the two known talent characters she's my favorite reaper's kind of bleh uh sombra is not real um so yeah. <laughs> sombra's a bird we were through this birds can't be a talent agent because they are but they, they have run talents talent. no they run talent they can't be a talent agent because they run it they run talent with their talents exactly and, and yeah like we touched upon this in the reaper episode where reaper is kind of a really bad villain and they're doing really bad things story-wise with him. Yes. But Widowmaker, on the other hand, this is what Reaper she's, should be. She's cool. She's smart. She's incredibly skilled and lethal. Um, I mean, she, in her um, in her short, uh, in her animated short, she took out her target. Um, Tracer did all she could, and in the end, she took uh, out Mandata with a sweet mid-air friggin' A bullet through Tracer as she was teleporting. Like, it was... It made her look really, really cool. Um, something that Reaper really lacks. So I, I want to see where they take her character, because as she may not be the mastermind um, in the whole Talon organization, but she's definitely scary. But I also feel like, character development-wise, there's not a lot of places they can't... they can really go with her character. She's more just going to be a threat to deal with. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much character development they really want to get into in, like, from where the, the game timeline takes place past that. There could still be stuff in her past, um, with, before she was brainwashed. Uh, they could also do stuff with maybe potentially breaking her brainwash. Um, if, you know, like, 
a couple years down the line, maybe they have a big character event where like the game timeline progresses and the um, Widowmaker is no longer Widowmaker, but her former self, which I believe her name was uh, Adriana or something like that. But or uh, maybe that, she discovers case, how to make zombies and then revives or, her husband as a zombie. Yeah, brings back her zombie, and she's the, the necromancer class. Yeah, like who, who knows? No, what she they, won't what be they the necromancer class. The husband will be. No, he's he's the necro. She's the mancer. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> In either case, I really like her character. I'm excited uh, to see more of her because she is a, just a really good threat character. Um, so we'll definitely see her more in the future. Um, but in your games where you'll be seeing her not too often, unfortunately, um, because she recently, well not recently, a while back had a nerf that she's never really recovered from. You're seeing her more and more nowadays, and she definitely has a role to play. Um, and I want to kind of get your take on, on it, guys. What uh, what do you think of her kit, if you want to go through it? There's one standout thing about her kit that I despise and I hate, <laughs> and we can get into the specifics after we go through the abilities. Yeah, her, her basic attack um, with her gun is a rapid-fire rifle. Um, it doesn't do a lot of damage, but it has uh, a fair bit of sustain damage. It shoots like but hay. It, it can kill you. Like, don't underestimate a Widowmaker uh, in a close engagement. Like, that Are thing you can implying definitely... hay can't kill you? No? Good. I didn't want to prove you wrong there. Good. Widowmaker can also kill you, especially when she right-clicks and zooms in, because that bullet does a lot of damage. Especially um, when it charges up after a little second. Yeah, so there's a little marker at the bottom of your scope that will tell you exactly uh, how much percentage your shot is at, and that is in relation to its damage. So once it's at 100%, which takes a little bit to get up to, so you can't just spam max damage bullets. That's kind of the whole aspect to it. Uh, you wait for your shot, you do that max damage hit, and then if it's a weaker target, you can kind of finish them off with a, um, uh, one of the weaker shots. Which I think is a really cool uh, way of handling a sniper character. Um, you have that kind of spamminess uh, that most um, sniper character or sniper guns in games have. There's always that one that's like not the bolt action, just like the the auto sniper rifle that does full auto damage. Uh, but also they've incorporated the the kind of one shot one kill high damage playstyle in one character, um, and then usually those. Uh, other games will have um, sniper characters with a secondary weapon, and in this game, they gave her one. It's it is very effective. I know lots of people have complained about how effective it is, but I think um, with how low her health is, it, she's not gonna. She's not a frontline character. Uh, just be careful when you engage her up close, and you should you should take her out. Um, her abilities are as follows. She has the uh, grappling hook on her shift which lets her get up to high places. Um, you can also use it as an escape. Uh, if someone gets up close to you, don't try and tango with them. Get a couple pot shots off and then grapple hook away. That's how I like to go about that. Um, and you can tell if they're coming up close to you with her E ability, which is the Widow Mine. Uh, it's a small gas grenade. Doesn't do a lot of damage, um, but it's, it's not insubstantial. But its main purpose is to um, tell you if someone is sneaking up behind you, which is a, a very cool um, mechanic for a sniper to have. It's a claymore. Um, yeah, basically, it, for, for those of you who are, again, familiar with other shooters, she has everything you, you kind of want in a typical sniper character all rolled into one. It's, it's a, a nice design approach that they've taken with her. Her Q is the... I can't remember what it's called. Widow Sight? Widow... Widow Maker? Widow... Spider eyeballs? Anyone's gonna help me? Infrasight. Infrasight. Spectral sight. Um, which lets you and your team uh, see the enemies um, through walls. Basically pings them as red, and they stay that way until the ability ends, which I believe is 15 seconds? Yes! 15.5 seconds. Um, so it is very useful. It, it charges fairly quickly on her, which is nice. Um, because it's it's not a damaging ability, but it, it can be very, very powerful. Um, 
it's something that if it's used against you be aware of because um they the enemy can be any enemy not just widowmaker uh can kind of expect you around a corner and get the drop on you uh, which is super super useful um so don't underestimate it um but yeah that's pretty much her ability so how do you guys uh use widowmaker very carefully because <laughs> she is made of glass <clears throat> I don't know. I uh, I tend to stick uh, I tend to stick back with Widowmaker, and that's not normally how I play snipers. Yeah, you you kind of uh, like the the upfront like scope in scope out and and keep moving sniper. Yep. But Widowmaker definitely that's plays why I like to... Anna. Anna. <laughs> Widowmaker definitely plays to the get up on high perch or or way back in the line and and take pot shots from there and move occasionally. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I'm really not about that, but I do like Widowmaker. I just haven't played her because of the whole nerf thing. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I think she almost gets a bad rap. I mean, if you're a good sniper, you can really mow down enemies. Um, oh, yeah, you, it depends. Can, you can really clear a team if you're a good sniper, and uh, you get them in a like, nice funnel point. And, you just, and, you, and if you're just expecting them, like if you use your infrared and... Uh, you go to town. Yeah, you can line up a sh uh, shot through a wall. She, yeah, especially on some on certain maps, she's very very useful. Um, if the enemy's entrenched, uh, she's one of those characters that you can use very effectively on both attack and defense. She has a a role to play in both of those. Um, kind of, I like to think of characters as um, having unique tools that you can apply to different situations. And Widowmaker is definitely um, has two good applications. Uh, one on defense being if the enemy is coming through a choke point or you can get up, set up somewhere that's hard for them to get to and you have good sight lines, uh, maps like um, Gibraltar, uh, you can pin down an enemy really easily. You can, you can take out their healers really easily. Um, and then on the attack on many maps, if the enemy is entrenched, if they have Bastions or Torbjorns or, or such, you can outrange those characters um, and, and take them out or at least force them to move uh, into a position where they're less effective. Um, that's really how I like using Widowmaker. Uh, Taylor, what about you? Uh, I I didn't play too much Widowmaker for a while because for some reason my right click is breaking on me, and so I can't scope in. So like the, she kind of like out of the boat. So tell me, us how how but, um, assault Widowmaker is. <laughs> um. But I did. I did get to play her uh, when I was trying to play her, and, and I switched the to uh, it, her scope to be a toggle, not a hold down. Ah. Uh. And um, I have two things I really don't like about her, and the first one is, uh, depending on your perspective, it's she's either really good at or really bad at uh, three sixty no scoping, so. Uh, that's that's a kind of major drawback. You kind of want that in a sniper, and I hope people realize at this point. Whenever I mention three hundred and sixty no scoping, I'm being very sarcastic. Um, one of the reasons why you it is difficult for, to do that as a widowmaker is because uh, she cannot fire a bullet until she is completely scoped in. Well, I mean, more like it's a no scope, so you can't shoot a sniper bullet without being scoped, with not being scoped. So. You're just an assault rifle, and that's why oh, yeah, sorry, she's really um, good at it, or she's really bad depending on your perspective. When you, uh, I, that, I, that was supposed to be in reverse. You can't fire a bullet as you're unscoping. Basically, you have to be either in in assault rifle mode or in sniper mode. There, there is you can't fire a bullet in between. And, and the second thing is like a more like real issue. I might be the only person that feels this way, but I feel very strongly about it. And it's, when you first start playing her, she feels really nice and, like, really, like, oh. Mm -hmm. And the ability I want to discuss is her grappling hook. Because yes. when I first tried that, that felt amazing. I was like, this is the, this feels so good. Like, like that it latches like onto things really well. That was my takeaway from that. Like, that feels good. You auto-climb oh. over ledges, like, yeah. Uh, it, like, if you miss and it doesn't hit anything, the cooldowns reset, that's, oh. Yeah. Beautiful. 
the more I played her, the more I hated that ability. Really? Because it auto goes to a location. Yep. And I want it to go exactly where I'm pointing. The more I play her, the more exact I wanted it to be. And I'd rather be punished for like messing up myself than punished for the it automatically going somewhere I didn't want it to go. Mm. I was thinking if that's what you were going to bring up. Because yeah. it kind of speaks to the whole design philosophy behind Overwatch. That it's like, here, this game is, is easy to get into. Like, things have been simplified and, and are, are fluid so that you just get that, that, that again, fluid um, experience. You can just jump into the game and, like, start shooting things and have fun. Um, and having to precisely aim your, your hookshot isn't always the most fun thing to do. But you're right. Once you kind of learn the game and you want to get really specific with, with um, your abilities, on Widowmaker, you can't. Like, I remember there were there was a time where there were two ledges. One was closer, but, like, the other one... I And I went tried to shoot directly for the bottom ledge, but it shot me to the top ledge, and then, like, I died because of that, because there was a lot more open up there. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what I wanted! Yeah! <laughs> Blizzard, why? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I... I'm curious as to why that isn't a bigger deal. Like it does, it seems like the community. I think I've seen one post about it a while ago, like when the game launched, um, and it seems like that could be something that Blizzard could um, not toggle, but put in the options. Because um, again, I think it's a brilliant idea for when you're first getting into the game, and for most people, they just want to play Widowmaker, get up to that ledge, and and start firing away. They don't want to think about really precisely aiming that hook shot. Um, but uh, if you want to get to those higher levels, maybe they can put something in the options where it turns off that, that auto-aim or, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, um, the only other thing I can imagine why Blizzard wouldn't want to do that is that um, right now it really just goes to ledges, and it could maybe do some weird things that if it could go anywhere the player pointed. And yeah, you know, there might be some weird things. that Unintended areas of the map yeah and so like i i feel that that could be a balance concern for them but, yeah it's definitely a possibility yeah I, I i could see that as being the reason why other than that she's a functional sniper yeah um we didn't really touch on her uh ultimate which well i guess we did it it lets you see through walls that's, that's pretty much it um how's the best way to use that when should i use that jacob Unlike most alts in this game, basically you want to use that as soon as you get it, just to maximize how its uptime. Like, use it and then keep sniping so you can use it again as fast as possible. Because there, like, you might want to save it for a crucial moment. Uh, like, you just uh, team wipe the enemy team, wait until they're coming up onto the objective, and then pop it. Uh, might be uh, something you want to save it for, but generally, when you got it, use it. Um, Your entire team wipe, useful. you're walking back to the thing. <laughs> no, you just spawn and then you use it. It's like, yep, they're they're on the point. <laughs> You've got one health and Winston jumps you. Time to use your ultimate. <laughs> well, it doesn't keep going if you die. It does. Okay. It does. That, is, that is right. It will help out your team, if anything. But you're at one health, Winston jumps you, and your team is dead. Probably don't want to use your ultimate. Um, but... Uh, no, I, I think she's a really fun hero. Um, do you guys have any uh, counters against her that you normally employ? Uh, get around her. That, that's, yeah, that's I, the way. I mean, she, she has her, her mine, which you can shoot. If you see the mine, you can shoot it and it'll blow it up. But it will give her the uh, uh, mine-triggered alarm so that she will know that someone is coming to get her. And, and she can only have one mine. Yes. So if there might be multiple entrances to get up where she is, there are ways to get around the mine and get to her quickly. Uh, I mean, if you're Reaper, you can just teleport over the mine or directly behind her. There's, there's lots of ways to get around her um, defenses. But if you're not paying attention, that mine will get you. And, um, and really, you just kind of pray uh, she's not a good Widowmaker. Yeah, I mean, if their aim is just ridiculous you're in trouble. Um, I, mean, I believe one of the best characters in Overwatch is a uh, Widowmaker character, um, player. Um, but if you get up to her with, again, 
a Reaper to get behind her without her noticing. Um, Winston can kind of get in there and just take her out. She's fairly squishy, so her his gun will, will finish her off fairly quickly. Um, you don't want to use Farah against her. Farah flies very slowly and predictably in the air. Uh, she will take you out in midair. I've seen it happen many, many times. Um, uh, she herself is pretty good against Junkrat, but if Junkrat can kind of hide and use indirect fire to take her out, um, that isn't the, the worst uh, counter to her. Uh, is there any other tricks that you guys have kind of learned? Um, well, going back to uh, how, how, you, how I use it, actually, I kind of remembered uh, I tend to switch to Widowmaker every now and then when uh, there's a really good Torb player. Because mm -hmm. uh, Widowmaker just destroys those and you get uh, far enough away that the turret can't hit you. Unless the yeah, exactly. you can just shoot it all day long. Unless Torb places a turret right. Well, d yeah. It's right, right beside a 90 degree corner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Snipe that. Then you're screwed. <laughs> um, good counters against Widowmaker, though. There is a lot. Um, Junkrat being a really good one. I agree with that. Um, also, Tracer. You get really? right up close real fast. Yep. Especially if uh, the Widowmaker's not really expecting it. Like, if you can get around behind the Widowmaker. I guess that's fairly true. But I, I feel like between her her mine and her decent um, uh, assault rifle damage, it, mm -hmm. wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like a, a definite win for the Tracer. You'd have to... It could go either way, I think. And I use Zarya a lot, period, but I also think Zarya is a great counter to Widowmaker. Oh, yeah? Just because I'm really good at lobbing those bombs. Yeah, again, that indirect fire can kind of um, yep. really take her out. Uh, uh, Diva is another really, really good character against her because you can fly up to her with your shields up, your defense matrix, and then just blast her away with shotguns. And if she tries to grapple hook away, you just jet after her. Yep. Um, so Diva can really shut down a Widowmaker. If you really want to like just screw convention and just be really flashy and go off your show off your skills, be Genji and deflect the bullet back at her. <laughs> yes, well, I have had that happen to me once. I was Widowmaker. One of the rare times I, I well, actually, I, I play Widowmaker every now and then, but I was firing at a Genji and he hit that like right as I fired the bullet and got me right in the head. I was. Not happy. <laughs> uh, I was a Genji player that did that to a Widowmaker. I was very oh. happy. <laughs> I tried. I tried real hard, and she she played chicken with me. She was waiting for that bullet, and then I hit E too early, and then she got me as soon as I finished. It was That made me uh, upset as well. You have to scare them. You have to dodge the first bullet, then you deflect the second bullet. Mm, yeah, when they're, when they're already kind of jumpy. Mind games. It's, it's, a, it's a thing in this game. You gotta... If you can mind game your opponent in those in those one on one engagements, whew, do you feel good? Um, uh, and so for the final question of the podcast, because I feel we're closing out, right? Yes. Uh, who do you ship Widowmaker with? <laughs> Important questions. No one. Uh, I. If she's with someone, she'll kill them. She I will make ship them her with Zombie Man. <laughs> yes. That, that would definitely be the, the relationship there. Um, but no, Widowmaker's uh, all by herself, man. Poor Widowmaker. Who would have think someone with the name Widowmaker would be alone? Forever? Yeah, I, I wonder how that uh, kind of would be a hindrance to the whole dating scene. Also, she's blue. Like, I mean, that's a turn-on to some. Uh, yes, that, I guess that is true. That is definitely a, a certain subset. That would... She has a cold, lifeless body. Mm. Nope, not touching it. Nope, nope, nope. Alrighty, I think that pretty much closes this out, unless there's anything you guys want to mention. Great, yeah. okay. <laughs> well then, if you like what you heard today, please consider subscribing or giving us a rating. Uh, Five-star iTunes reviews are super useful to us, super helpful, help get the show out there. Um, so we would really appreciate that. Uh, you can also follow the show at OW Overtime on Twitter. And uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or topics you'd like for us to discuss, please send those over to owovertime at gmail.com. That is owovertime at gmail.com. Um, we also have another show called Press Ada Podcast, where we review a different video game every episode. You can follow that show on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at Press A2Podcast. 
on Twitch. It has uh, underscores between each of the words. But that's all the time we have for this week. So for me, Brandon, and Taylor, we will see you next week. Start the show in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to you. I was gonna say, welcome to your overtime. Your overtime masters. Yo, Yo listen up. Here's a story about the payload almost reaching the point in time, but you weren't quite there yet, so you got a couple extra seconds. Anyways. Like, I felt like you could have done something with that, but you completely dropped the ball. I did. That's how I rap. Listen, I'll, I'll sing my Pharaoh rap. Don't do it. <laughs> I feel your rapper name would be Ball Drop. Ball Drop? Oh, I had a good rapper name. I forgot what it was. Whatever. Okay, so five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Uh, for f sake. Okay.